Hello and welcome to Progressive Mindset. I'm Bradley Monday. And I'm Jason Kemsley. And today we're going to jump into how to accelerate your growth, how to grow faster, retain for longer, using customer experience and, and really driving home that. Let's look at this, how the customer looks at it and make them as happy as we can possibly be. Uh, you had a quote this morning. I think we, I, I want to start with that. That's a motivating. So, uh, yeah, be obsessed or be average was the, uh, was the quote that we started our leadership team meeting this morning with. Uh, and it's just really all about being obsessed in, in what you do, right? No one wants to be average. And it, the obsession is required in order to drive through all of the learning, all of the failures, all of that sort of stuff. And consistently. Yeah. You could always be better. Just consistently go at it. And so I think it is a good, uh, a good quote to have in mind when we talk about that customer experience. We should all obsess over our customer experience, how they feel through every single part of the journey uh, as they engage with our business. And, and that's really where I wanted to kick off this, this with is I think there's many businesses listening. There's many entrepreneurs maybe listening that are going to get into business and not enough businesses or, or people tend to take a step back and look at this through their customers' eyes. Mm-hmm. It's very easy when you are inside what you do to feel like you're doing a great job or you're doing a, oh, we you know, people love us. But, uh, do they? Okay, so let's step back. Let's look at this through a customer's perspective. And there are some fundamental things which go together to make a successful experience. And I wanted to kick off with emotions. Yeah, We don't think about them enough but they are directly linked to customer experience, obviously. And it differs. I know we will talk about it from you know B2C, B2B, product, service. Depending on what you do, it, this all slightly differs, but the concept is the same. I think the last emotion that you had with a business is, is your lasting emotion with the business. I might I have created a quote agree. for myself. <laughs> but if I, if I remember my last emotion with them was excitement or ecstatic or you know really impressed that's going to be what i share that's going to be what i take with me when i have a need again for that particular thing yeah uh, agreed and this is this is actually a um uh, it's a it's a proven concept that some businesses use where they they get you to buy into to something quite small yep and you start and actually it still very much plays on emotions the habit is built up of that's where i go for for, for those things and you build up this this desire and, and a habitual behavior where you start to buy the, the next thing and the next thing and they get they get bigger and that might be a set of products it might be services and it is about retaining that that good feeling about that absolutely that company it, it's a loss leader right is a lot of banks do it in the uk will give you x amount of money to move your bank to us because we then know you are worth an average of x and because of our experience levels we're going to keep you for y Mm-hmm. And so we can go in and give you something crazy to begin with to invite you in. And so when you go through, let's say uh, I'm buying a product, I'm buying an electrical product. There's so many places I could get it. And so customer experience is one way of defining yourself or creating a difference. Yep. When I order it, I'm going to be excited. I've just got that thing I want. It, it might be a, a, a very mild level of excitement, or but it's, there's a positive emotion behind it. I've ordered the thing I want. The next thing that happens, we want to keep that emotion high. We want to keep the... Everyone's coming to you for a need. There's a need behind why they're engaging. 
so there's usually a positive emotion but behind the starting point now our job is we want to keep it there for as long as we can and there might be some fluctuations but we want to keep it as high up the the graph if you like as, as much as we can and so in your example there there's there's i guess two organizations that are trying to do that you've gone to in in this instance buying an electrical product you've gone to uh, a website that is probably just distribution for said product yep they are going to want to be joining in in that journey so that they're the chosen distributor you go th for your next product but also you've got the, the creator of the product the manufacturer that's also going to be involved in that journey so it doesn't what I'm trying to highlight there, I guess, is it doesn't really matter what part of the journey a customer experiences you're involved in. You can still very much engage with the customer and keep their experience throughout high. Absolutely. And so to take that example, and let's just digest it and uh, extract some bits from it. I've chosen this. I've jumped on this website. What is the user experience like? What is the customer experience like? Obviously, a huge part of website creation. Mm -hmm. They want to keep me on there. They want to keep me for as long as possible. So I purchase. I've purchased. What communication am I getting to tell me about my order? When I can expect it? The process, etc. What courier have you then passed that to? Have you passed it to a courier that has no customer experience values? There are couriers out there that are well known for being the cheapest. Yeah. If you set up and you've created this beautiful website, there's no good then choosing a budget courier. Because unfortunately it's going to tail off right website was great didn't get what I wanted so overall I'm packaging that whole thing as rubbish yeah agreed and then right I've now got what I wanted you've given me everything I needed in that one transaction what's my experience like from here on in do I do a like some people do I'm going to send you a daily newsletter that's going to irritate you and it's not of any value or any use or are you going to send me the occasional newsletter that's tailored based on what you know from me and so maybe I do read it and all of this comes back to the, what's our customer look like? What do we want to give them? And have we got this crazy high starting point and then it just drops off a face? Because you might as it's well be continue. good all over than excellent followed by bad. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So obviously ties into that is the, the delivery notifications. They should be generated by you as the business you've you've got tie-ins right it's been picked up you know this is where it is we've or even before then you know we've packed your product it's a waiting pickup it's been picked up it should be with you now hey why not uh, you know are you happy with your product if so here's how we leave a review if not here's our returns process make that easy yeah, stop well. hiding it at the bottom yeah. don't hide it at the bottom piece uh, i had um uh, purchased again i actually purchased an electronic piece of equipment the other day and it was probably two weeks later uh, I got a call from the manufacturer they were only a, a small shop but it doesn't have to get lost when you get when you get bigger they were a small shop and they called me just to see how I was going with the product did I need anything was it meeting my needs you know had I ordered the right thing it was the uniqueness that stood out I was I like this is this is awesome no one ever calls me to find out how how it's going uh, and you don't I think that can scale just because of what it brings in customer loyalty and that sort of stuff. If I need something of the same ilk, I'll almost seek out the same, yeah, the same manufacturer. And you I might even no change what you want slightly if they've got something that eighty percent fits it because you want to use them. Yeah, again, I, I had. Uh, it's important to know I had no desire to go for that brand. I wasn't looking for a brand. I was actually looking for the cheapest thing in its field to get a job done. 
and I happen to purchase that brand. So, but through the experience beyond that, they've they've managed to buy some, buy some level of brand loyalty based on the experience that I had as a customer. And, so and it doesn't. There's a correlation, right, between that was a budget in its field, mm-hmm. and they could still do that. I think a lot of people say there's not enough margin for us to do these. There's there's always a way of finding um, some sort of method of achieving it. Uh, and probably depends on the cost center in which you look at it as. If that was an after-sales care piece, yeah, yeah, probably there isn't. But actually, if you're looking at it, well, is that almost a marketing yep. engagement to drive up Average customer value and... And, and yeah, and, and customer loyalty and length. So you've got to look at things in, in through, again, through the customer's eyes to work out what sort of spend this is. And is it really a an after-sale cost or is it is it creating repeat purchase and those kind of things? Absolutely. And that links into the, the second thing I want, I want to talk about, expectations. You can't always be perfect, right? Um, in our onboarding process, in our business... It's, it's not that it's painful, it's, it's, it's very slick um, considering what we are doing and what we're achieving. But there is a period of a few weeks of onboarding to our service where you just want to get going. You just want to get going. Yeah. And we actively talk about in a sales um, capacity, hey, it typically takes this amount of time. I know it's frustrating. These are the reasons behind it. And what I'm getting to there is not everything has to be perfect. Not everything has to be the finished article because we are all evolving entrepreneurs that have always got the next funny idea or crazy way of doing something. But what we have to do is we have to have a transparent journey for them to go on that we can talk about as well. And so, yes, there might be, oh, this is frustrating. Like in ours, sometimes they're like, I just want to go. But they know, actually, no, do you know what? I want to do this stuff because I know they do it for quality reasons and all of these other reasons. And so... We actually, we have a small dip, I suspect, and I, I wish there was a real good way of measuring it. Maybe we can put heartbeat monitors or Google watches or something on them uh, in the future. But we have a small dip, but it doesn't, we're still at, no, this is really good. This is really good. I want to just focus in on something you said there about um, not aiming for perfection and sort of highlight that in your in your customer journey if if we don't do something because we're waiting for it to be perfect or we're spending our time doing it, then it's not making any impact. Actually, Absolutely. it's, as you said, okay to be imperfect and, and evolve something over time because actually what you thought might, is perfect through your customer's eyes may not be. And the only way to find that out is to go live with something yeah, and perfect it over time as your customers engage with the process. So I, I guess to the listeners, um, viewers, don't don't aim for that. Don't just sit and perfect things without getting it out there in front of your customers to see how it works. Um, well, I guess work on the minimum viable product uh, approach. Get something that's functional to a point. Get it out there and then take feedback. And, and we have that so much in the industry we're in. So much tinkering, aiming for perfection. Then the next tool comes out and then you've got to do another part and then you've just learned this thing and... and you, you almost, if you're a new business, you you could not go to market for years uh, because you spend so much time playing. Actually, there is a balance here between revenue, progression, customer experience, and there is a, there is a happy medium as long as you keep reflecting 
from the customer's perspective and talking about sort of the emotions piece and stuff this all correlates with how often you're communicating as well yeah right is is the periods where you expect that emotion to drop off should be the periods where you bring up your levels of communication yeah and we we definitely we work in a communications industry that that's literally what we are right and, and yeah. i think that probably thinking on the spot extends to many many businesses especially when you're in the service industry you should consider yourselves actually you're you're in the communications industry how well are we getting our messaging out there at all times um i want to unpack uh, a little bit about we've we talked about putting our ourselves in the customer shoes and all those sort of stuff let's as takeaways let's talk about how how are we making sure that actually when we put what we believe our customer lens on is actually has how our customers feel how do we collect the the data around that are we surveying are we doing something different checking in occasionally how how have you seen work obviously this is your part of absolutely our business um so it's, it's twofold right it's it's touch points is the main thing so um most people that start working with us i will i will have for some reason or another a communication method with them afterwards mm-hmm. um that might not be day one might be day 20 or whatever but in our initial welcome we provide all of the information you need so that there is someone that can help you if you need it so there's always someone for that relevant feedback we we're possibly we go the opposite way we make sure you've always got someone available to share feedback with as opposed to the corporate world of here is your account manager can't get hold of them good luck so um we've got that i think events is a huge one it's a marketing and i i juggle with this often in my head when i'm evaluating expenses for things like that it is a marketing exercise predominantly but it is a touch point on the industry the market the partners how they feel that's a that's a quite an overview um specific one so we also capture sorry um we also capture their feelings at the end of their journey starting with us okay um so when you when you talk about going to events i guess based based on that you don't necessarily need to be exhibiting no these events you just need to be present you just need to be around peers customers that kind of thing to get market feedback and Uh, absolutely we went to an event this week we weren't exhibiting there was, on reflection now, no need for us to go um, in some ways. But I saw what the market was doing. I saw how the market was approaching things. It gave me some ideas. Um, we discussed yeah. a couple of really cool ideas. Um, it got the creative juices flowing. It got me into that space of, I can see how they're presenting. I quite like that bit, that bit, that bit. I think um, with events in particular, we always look at what we're going to get from them financially. For me, in that event we done this week, there was no point going financially. Yeah. But from a creative and looking at it, I was walking around like a customer. You were walking around like a customer for yeah. all these products. And you see the things that are, you know, engage engage. We you. saw the busy stalls. We saw the yeah the in, empty stalls. In, indeed, and see, and really look at it. Just so, just put a marketing lens on. You can go to these things with a marketing lens on. Just observe. Absolutely. What's, what's working, what's not working. And we, we have a partner that is um, super successful in that. They predominantly work with lawyers. They don't attend the IT events, which you would think they would. They're an IT company. 
they go to lawyer events mm -hmm. and they're looking at what, how are people approaching lawyers? How are lawyers seeing things? What ways could I make it better for them? And I think that's a, that's a super, we spoke about it in a previous episode, putting yourself in the customer's shoes yeah. is the first way to see what their expectations and experience levels have been set at. As a consumer, it's not difficult for a company to blow you out the water and make you look and make themselves look really good because you, a lot of the corporate brands and are well known for not being great at customer experience. I'm just thinking whether it's worth touching on in, in this episode is we, we've talked about um, being, being market leading in lots of stuff and, and making groundbreaking changes. There's definitely a correlation here between taking too much feedback from your customers about Absolutely. what they want and the experience that they want, stifling your your creativity. Sometimes a customer only thinks they know what they want because of what they want. The, well, and because <laughs> of what because of what's out there as well yep. is thinking can be limited in. Well, if these are the four products available to me, I look at what's best in the four products available to me. But if you create a fifth that comes about fixing a problem in a completely different way, you're not going to get that through feedback from customers necessarily because they're working on what's out there. Yep. Right. So it's, it's important to look at it from a journey. Absolutely. Perspective, but not necessarily in your creative processes. And I, I think it's, um, it's a really interesting point I think it's stuff you need to think about and not discount, but I think it's stuff that also is the building blocks. And what I mean by that is they've come to you because you're an expert in your particular vertical field, whatever you do. So every decision you make should have some of what they've said in mind and, and it maybe be a polishing touch or whatever, but they don't have the data you have as to sometimes the best ways to fix a problem. Um, or solve something and so just trying to I think there's definitely a if I went through our new customer feedback list I can't think of one off the top of my head but there would definitely be a comment um, that suggests something that would have fixed maybe making them quicker but no one else quicker yeah okay and so they're just it. not privy to the quirks of your business they use you as an expert right but there is, you can still read into it. What were they feeling? Why did they feel like that? We could at least have communicated with them. We could have at least set expectations. So there's always a learning. Yeah. So uh, look at it with the eyes of all of your customers and work out what might have made things better, but don't necessarily go and change things for the sake of... Absolutely. Yeah, there's a uh, fine line, right? Super yeah. fine line. I, I, I think, and this is... Um, something you said actually earlier, which has uh, started giving me thought-provoking ideas. And, You're welcome. Uh, my, my, my brain's going, is, is you spoke about, and going into expectations, if you don't lead what they should think, they will come up with their own thinking behind it. So, so what I mean by that is, if you don't lead the experience, if you don't lead the journey, yeah. it, they will decide what that journey looks like or they will decide what they expect and so i think that's a, that's a huge point we should probably touch upon yeah so this is definitely so this this came about and it may apply to both sides of uh, of the coin but this came about from a a post sale p 
perspective and it was the way in which they perceive a service after it goes live uh, and again probably goes into the realms of products as well but look, let's look at it from a service perspective to begin with is in the in the absence of any engagement with your your team or your business in in some way shape or form the service that has been perceived they'll they'll decide is open to interpretation well, yeah they'll they'll interpret did did that meet their needs and so we've we've all been to, you know if you're already in in business you've definitely been through the process of you'll have a conversation with a customer about their their needs pre sale you'll sell them a product and then they'll they'll start talking about different things that had never come up before and and especially in the world of services is hey we want to fix these things but then as you go through the process the creative juices start flowing and you start going i could do this with that i could do yeah absolutely and i think it can be if it's a very ingrained service you can get to a point of actually you've long forgotten what you initially agreed as a customer and now you're over here going oh but it didn't fix these these new things absolutely it's been a success but these new things it's it's not hitting the button on and sometimes it needs that engagement from from someone to go right let's have, let, let's have a look at the service so far what's the absolutely you know, has it met your initial goals let's review those and yeah, so, suddenly it changes going back to emotions it changes the emotion that's felt that you know what actually this is is really doing what it needs to do it's what we agreed it would do but hey here's some improvement points or here's some things that i'd love it to do absolutely and sometimes that's going to be uh maybe you just need to change your thinking this might look better like this because it that's how the product's meant to work and you can just help drive drive the thinking you are the expert in your field as uh, as you said earlier, Jace, is they've come to you for a reason. Make sure that you're in front of them, helping helping drive that experience. And uh, an analogy comes to my head, uh, and it's it's a bit pointless and off topic for this podcast, but it's a bit lighthearted. When when I got my car, I knew how fast it was going to go. I knew it was not sixty and X, let's say five seconds, six seconds, whatever. I know what expectations. When I now put my foot down in the car, obviously to the speed limit and then stop, I co- I sit there and I go, oh, I wish I'd got a faster car. But that's on me now. Yep. That's on me because they told me exactly what that did. They set my expectations. I made a decision with all of this in mind. And I think it's a super, uh, super pertinent point of also in the, you know, we go back to expectations in the sales process. I think there's real strength in showing some of your flaws, like how you might feel like this is a bit painless. These are the reasons there, there is a uh, strength in showing your flaws. I had a sales engagement, us, uh, me buying something from someone else uh, for the business. And the very first thing they done was they pulled up an, a- an A4 piece of paper on Word on the screen. And it was a templated document. And it said, what does success look like? When are you hoping to get there? It was a services yeah. business. Um, what is it you want to fix? What is your biggest problem right now? This is going to fix. It was only a few questions and um, they were worded in slightly different ways. I think it was a month or two months later. We're still in the sales process. It's quite a complex product and we're still in the sales process. And I've now seen loads of things and I'm starting to get excited and thinking, oh, I could do that, I could do that. 
And he said, hold up a second. Let's just go back to the original target here that we've got together. And I was like, whoa, I've just seen firsthand how I have made this product suddenly not fit in my yep. brain because I've completely changed what I see and, and I've read a book like you like to do or I've seen a video. And so it's a super powerful thing is just understanding that throughout throughout the journey. I think lots of lots of businesses will allow conversations to be led by their customer rather than Absolutely. leading the conversations. And that goes from the experience to the conversations to support, you know, to, to anything really is that engagement is the customer is always right to a point, right? Yep. Until actually, sometimes they need leading in 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 their being right, yep. right? Is fair, and you, you just need to take some control. So, you know, bring things back to our our business. In that, what we do is people call us with problems, and I've seen it time and time again. Or even at the service delivery level, people will take what the customer said as gospel. Yep. Well, hang on a minute. Let's just remember that you're the expert in your business, in your field. Make sure you ask the right questions. And, and It's on can... you, Mr. Expert, to make sure you've got the valid information. Yeah. You shouldn't expect your customer yep. to, to do that. They're doing things with the, absolutely the best intentions. And their perspective. And if you're led by that, actually it can create a world of, a world of pain for you and your customer. So it's very, very important through each stage of the cycle to drive that engagement and that conversation with your customer. Absolutely. And I wanted to just sort of end and talk about the journey. I think a lot of people forget the journey is a never ending journey. Mm -hmm. I, I see so many people talk about the new customer process, etc. We've obviously discussed it just today in a meeting. That journey is a never ending journey. There is the initial customer flow, and there are expectations, customer experience, things to think about along there. But then there is this evolving cycle. Even if you're a product company, yeah, even if you buy a one-off product, there is then this journey. How do we communicate with them? How do we let them know we're still here if they need anything? How do we come across as helpful while not annoying? All these questions are relevant for product and service. And that journey, whilst it, the details look different, that is part of your customer journey. And what they then go through after they've got the product or while they've got the service, I think too many give the the best intentions and they put all their effort into this, bringing them on. Yeah. And then the continuous piece drops off. And so what I see in our industry is a lot of work to bring customers on, but 10% of the effort going into retaining. Yeah, and it's way more expensive to go and find new business than it is to retain existing business or create repeat purchase. Absolutely, uh, a customer, a customer kept is sometimes as good as a customer won. Yep, absolutely. And we um, have spoken about EOS in the past. the The EOS customer process is one that I'd recommend going and looking at if you haven't got. Uh, customer journey that you can depict and you can actually get down in your documentation and that sort of stuff it's very powerful to look at a customer journey and really helps on some initial calls to talk through that process of okay this is this is where we'll go and then we'll fall into this cycle absolutely uh, so go, go and go and check out the eos like proven process it's called it's the proven process proven yeah, process absolutely and it it looks exactly like that and they use the eos process to 
to demonstrate it. So yep. you go through some initial discovery days and then you fall in a cycle of a 12-month yeah. cycle. So even if you're not using EOS, it's a great visual, creative juices flowing. Okay, I see how that works in a document. I see how we can start to process drive that, etc. And then you can take it away and you know do with it whatever you please. Yeah, and, and I think it's very easy to put into a services-led business because you've got this consistent customer. So just to labor the point on products just for a second it might be that maybe you've let's take a mobile phone for example it probably has a two-year life cycle there's there's going to be the point throughout that life cycle where actually just over a year in um for for some brands maybe your phone's going to start slowing down when you do the latest update those kind of things you just need to look at where what happens in your product cycle whether it's something you may or may not have architected or not is okay, this is where the customer might start to feel some pain because they're using an older model. This is the appropriate time to to communicate out to them about maybe newer models or what they can do to elongate the life or maybe you've got a recycle program or whatever that might be. And there's an, I think we've spoken about this. There's a super interesting example of that in one of the large supermarkets in the UK where I can't remember what it is, but you buy baby milk. And then around nine, ten months later, they'll correctly show you know they'll they'll correctly do naught to one clothing or the things that a, a newborn needs, and then they'll go into what a, a toddler needs, and all with a customer experience lens. So they always they always lead with here's some really useful articles about becoming a parent for the first time, or and they lead with a customer experience angle, which I found super fascinating. And that's just part of uh, their loyalty programs and that sort of stuff. So they know what you've purchased through the loyalty program and therefore Absolutely. this is coming through email, it's coming through discount offers and that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And and it, But it works with products, right, in that if I go and buy, if I go and buy some coffee capsules, you must know how long on average that will last yep. a typical person or a typical household. Okay, so maybe now, Two weeks later, I think they they last about a month in in my household. I imagine that's about average. Okay, in twenty days, I'm gonna send you a nice email to let you know what the latest ones out are. Maybe a little coffee article about the latest one out, and we're gonna try and drive some experience. We're gonna make it convenient for you because convenience is a cut an experience factor. Is I thought it was easy, so I thought it was good, so I like the company. <laughs> so yeah, so you're looking at subscription. Yeah, you might include. So I think this whole the, the the process and the journey as you start to think about it you can start to come up with new angles that you might not think about right okay we're into subscription programs now right in terms of we know when your coffee is going to run out do you just want the convenience of the new ones dropping at your door yeah am i going to send you some new flavors around that sort of time so that hey i've just run out better try this one are you now buying two lots of coffee because actually you quite like the, the old flavor but you need you know you need the new flavor now as well so we're going to buy buy two and and start to in the process of ramping up your customer journey, also add in some things that definitely grow your business because we're tying in new products and that sort of stuff. But also as a customer, I'm going, this is this is pretty it's awesome. You yeah. really create brand brand buy-in. Um, and then we're out there, I'm talking about, hey, have you tried this new flavor and all those kind of things because they're just built into my journey and then word of mouth spreads. And so that whole customer journey piece, I think has so many things that tack onto it outside of bringing on this customer and just seeing them go around and around in your, in your journey. Right. And if I can, I'll just like end with one more example. Cause I think this is a great example of how 
everything is customer experience regardless of if you mean it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, Patagonia, the clothing company, are very well known for if you damage your garment or you damage something, they'll replace it. And I, I believe they created that through an, we want to look after the, the climate, we want to look after the world and, and uh, the climate crisis, etc. But it, it makes people love them. And I, I, I go out on a limb here and I might be incorrect. Most people I've spoken to that we've had that conversation, there's only, there's only 10 maybe, the vast majority love that as a brand they do that and create that experience and give that loyalty and assurance back to their customers. And so the, the indirect result of their decision was the experience is awesome. I buy something, I break it, you're going to help me. Yep. The direct reason was we want to look after the planet but everything is tied in some way, shape or form to the experience. And so you you can make tough decisions, but make a good of it. Yeah. And so take away from that is to build the customer. Every decision that we make within our businesses should once again come back to the customer experience. How Absolutely. is this change impacting our customer? It's not always going to be good, right? It's, or it's not always going to be in its original form good for the customer but there's quite often a way you can deliver it put the customer lens on so that it's delivered in a hey yeah we've got to put take prices going up as being a hey we've got to put our prices up but hey <laughs> just off the top of my head um it means we're going to be in business in 12 you know those, those kind of things is if it's yep. a brand that you love you can spin a story about and it's, it's not even a story actually that's quite genuine is we do need to put our prices up not because we're just putting our prices up for the sake of more money, but because that's that's how we sustain ourselves as a business. So there's always, a, I think, a, hey, customers want us to be here because we're a good product and those kind of things. And you can put that in your um, in your customer engagements. Absolutely. And that's a point to end on, which I think is a future topic for me, is authenticity wins. It absolutely does. And yeah. maybe we need a whole other discussion on just authenticity for, for sure we'll put it on the list <laughs> until next time goodbye bye bye